Today's episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Casa Grande Steakhouse. Sure, you know you cannot beat Casa Grande steaks, chicken, marcella, and sushi, but did you know how much Butte's finest restaurant gives back to the community? Whether it is providing cooked-to-perfection entrees for the American Legion baseball concession stand or feeding the Butte High Bulldogs during their team meals, Casa Grande's is all about the mining city. Dine in and be treated like family. You can also have Casa Grande's handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Casa Grande's is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Today's podcast guest is John Amy. John is not the best softball player in the world, not even close. But if you're looking to have fun while playing softball, you will not find a better teammate than John Amy. John works as a reporter at KXLF-TV in Butte. Before that, he worked with me at the Montana Standard. He was a reporter, and he did a really good job. He turned some complicated stories into some very fun reads, and he was a blast to work with at the Standard. He was also a blast to play softball with when we played together on the Maloney softball team. Born in Detroit and raised in Michigan and Louisiana, John is quite the character. He sings, he acts, he published a novel, and he loves Butte so much. He says he's already got his headstone ready to be buried in Butte, and he wants to be a Butte rat, and I say that he is. In fact, he's already earned the nickname around the state as Mr. Butte. How about that for a pretty good nickname? The cool thing about John is that the viewers of KXLF-TV think they know him because they, they can relate to him. They see him on TV, and they see the goofy acts and the and the fun that he has, and and, and and he's a good reporter, too, don't get me wrong, but he has a lot of fun, and that just comes across on the TV screen, and the viewers think that they know him because of that, and here's the cool part. They do, because what you see on TV is John Amy. He's the genuine deal. He is honest, sincere, and genuine, and he is just a good guy. He's one of my good friends. I think the world of him, and I think you will, too. And, you know, obviously, if you watch KXLF TV, you probably already feel like you know him. Let's get to know John a little better. So listen in as we meet KXLF TV reporter extraordinaire, Mr. Butte, John Amy. Okay, Mr. John Amy, John Grant Amy, when you're, are you still John Grant Amy or are you just John Amy? I'm just, they call me John Amy, but you yeah. can call me John Grant Amy if you want. Yeah, that was kind of, that was more the pretentious writer part of you, right? There. That was me. <laughs> three names. I, my ego was so big, I had to have three names. No, I did it when I worked at the Standard. Yeah. And well, when I worked for every paper, I always did John Grant Amy yeah. because my last name is weird looking. Yeah, it's probably a lot of people. They don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I, I think it took me a while, and we worked together, and right. I still didn't know how to pronounce it. I just, of course, I just read it. I didn't have to pronounce it. Right. I called you Johnny. And, and, and with Bright, Johnny was it. I like that. <laughs> it always comes down to that. But I, yeah, so I did the grant for my byline, because I just, 
I knew when people called in and they said, I want to talk to that, yell at that John Eu Emu. I would get Emu. <laughs> yeah. That became my nickname in college because so many professors called me Emu. So I was just really? Emu. So I just put the Grant in there, which is my middle name. Yeah. And and I put it in there. And so people, when they say that John Grant guy, I want to talk to him. Yeah. Worked out easier that way. Right. And then when I went to te television, I, I even was kind of like, well, I asked the people when, I, when, I, when they first hired me, gosh, in 2013, I said, well, do you want a different, should I may have a different middle name? Like, do I make up a name? You could, John Cougar. Like, I could have been John <laughs> Cougar. Or I could have been John Mellon Cougar. Yeah. Uh, you know, John McClure. Yeah. You know, did, and they're like, no, no, just be John Amy. And no. Just be your name. And everybody, now, now when I walk around Butte, people are like, John Amy, Amy, they say my name right. Yeah. I say it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They hear it, yeah. It's because a... it's spelled funny, E M E I G H. Most people yeah. don't know. Where yeah. It, it, it seems natural to me now. I, I, I don't know how I didn't get it right off the bat. That's all right. Yeah. So do you still play softball? I play I play I was pretty darn good softball player in those days. Yeah. We, I haven't played in a while. I, I quit after I think 07 was my last year playing yeah. softball. And I don't know if that was the year, but I, whenever I talk about you, John, I tell yeah. the same story. Go for it. Let's hear it. And you know it. It's I when know the story. You did the Willie when Mays Hayes. I hit that Hayes. home run. <laughs> yeah. No. After yeah. the home run. Yeah. No, you did the Willie Mays Hayes slide into first base. Yes. First, and you came up short. Yep. By about a, a solid foot. Oh, yeah. And we weren't sure. And I don't know if you were sure yeah. if it was a fall down or if it was a slide. I don't. In that day, those were days. Those were heady days. Yeah, that was like a nine o'clock or eight o'clock yeah. game in the morning on the tournament. And we used to play like uh, these were weekends in those days. Yeah, yeah we, I didn't get home till late. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I, I had the lifestyle of Babe Ruth in those days without yeah. all the talent. And uh, yeah, I, I think I remember the first getting up to bat and swinging and, and corkscrewing into the ground. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were some fun days. I, I remember that, and I remember you—you you were bloody a lot. Yeah, because you ran into—you were fearless running. You played catcher all the time. Yeah, I played catcher. And you were fearless. I was always afraid to be catcher because I didn't want to get hit by a bat. Oh yeah, scared the heck out of me. But you—you uh, you played catcher, and you ran in the fence after pop-ups like crazy, yeah. and, and made I a few. One. Yeah, you made yeah. a few. Yeah, I made a few catches. I would sacrifice. I mean, I—I I did like <laughs> the the goalie, the hockey goalie. You had to be fearless, yeah. and yeah, I—I I remember chasing a foul ball. And I had glasses on, these cool, like, sunglasses, and I just, I plowed into the fence, caught, made the catch, <laughs> yeah. but I had the blood come down. Yeah. Yeah, I made a few of those. I made a few tags and at the plate. Um, no, it was a fun, man. The Maloney's. We played for Team Maloney's. Team Maloney's, yeah. I still have the the uh, the jersey. Do you? I probably do somewhere. It's great. I, I, it. I, I, yeah, that Maloney's jersey, I, I kept it. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was valuable. People liked that jersey. Well, as much as we uh, gave back to Gino Reardon and Pat Maloney back in the day, oh. they could easily afford to sponsor our softball They could. <laughs> oh, I, I kept that place in business. Yeah. It still is. I, I had to quit drinking just so I could let the amateurs go yeah. and and uh, take over. Because really? it was, uh, yeah, those were fun days. We really? used to keep it going. I, I had the jersey, the Maloney's jersey, the yeah. green one, baseball. It And, and, I wore it out one day, and um, and I was like at medals, and there was some gal there, and she loved it. She wanted it, the jersey, 
And she said, she said, I'll give you $50 for it. I'm like, no really? way. I earned this. I bled for this. She goes, I'll give you $50 and I'll take my shirt off and put it on in front of you. Right. Here. <laughs> and I said, no. At that point, I would have been on a jersey, I think. I, I, I kept it. It was too bad. I said, you know, no, thank you. I was single in those days, but yeah. I said, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep the jersey and don't, you yeah. don't have to take it and put it on in yeah. front of me. I just said, nope, it's too important. Yeah. I love this jersey. And when, when did you stop drinking? I stopped drinking in, when did, I've been, you know, I actually stopped drinking when I started here, a few months into starting really? here. So it was 2003, like, like in 2014, maybe. Really? It was like the summer. Yeah. My you wife and I both You weren't a huge quit. drinker by any means, though, were you? I wasn't. Oh, I don't know. How oh, were you? <laughs> were you more of a drinker? <laughs> I maybe was I was such good. a big drinker, I didn't realize that you were a big we drinker. We were both pretty good at yeah. it. Um, yeah, I was good. I No, no, I was a mod. I was a social drinker. Yeah. I drank a good bit, and I decided it was done. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm done with it. I quit. Yeah. I, I, I was maybe a little excessive with it, and, and, and then you realize... You're getting to a point in your life where it's going to be, it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And, and things were getting hazy, wasn't memorizing a lot. And then I realized that I'm halfway through life, sort of, you know, I'm in the middle yeah. age and I said, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I've got to change my, my thing. And I yeah. did, I white knuckled it and got out. And Completely. So haven't had cold a turkey, huh? haven't had went cold turkey. And I haven't had a drink since at least. I mean, it's it may be what getting on to seven years now. Well, well, that's pretty good. I mean, I just did it. I just gripped the wheel and and white knuckled it. <laughs> it was hard at first. I mean, a couple of years, you know. I, I guess I was. It was more in my life than I thought it was. Yeah. Than it should be, and it ain't easy. And Butte's a it's fun a, town for drinking. You it's know a, a little it's a, bit. It's a tough town to no, not be a drinker in, isn't it? It is. It's a tough one. You've, yeah. you've been, you had, you quit, didn't you? Yeah, it's I? been, Friday will be 15 years since I had my last Good drink. for you. I yeah. remember when you quit. Yeah. I remember that time. And that was a rough, I mean, we're getting heavy, but that was a time. It, it was, I had it was coworkers a who were mad at me. Wow. You know, well, not really mad at me, but, but PR left. You're like, come on, just come out with us. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm trying to quit. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. It really is. And, and, uh, you know, and, and people want to drink with you and, and, you know, I, people that can drink socially and do it, I'm more power to them. Yeah. I wish I could go out and have two beers. Yeah. I can't do that though. I couldn't. I was way out of it. Um, I see you quit, and, and then uh, I just would keep going yeah. all night, and I and and I just was seemed like I don't know why. Just it 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 was it was just what I did. Yeah. And and you know I got I met my wife and we were together and we both quit together. We both had to quit. We yeah. both had our reasons, but um, yeah. I just I think I think she helped me out a lot. She gave me the motivation to because I think she would have just left me. <laughs> yeah. Now when did, when did you move to town? Was it about oh five? It was around. It was two thousand six. Six. Okay. Two thousand six. Yes, I got here. Yeah. Because so, you were a lot bigger guy when you came here. Though. Yeah, I was heavier. You, yeah, because you. I remember you used to wear. Uh, I remember you used to like waddle, waddle in the back door of the standard with a big old. Uh, <laughs> not like you, but you had yeah. a you had like a trench coat. Did oh you, yeah, did I had you wear like a big a, trench coat. You're a big guy, not like you weren't like a yeah a, a lineman or anything, but you were you you got in kind of a health kick after you. I got in a health kick. You yeah. started jogging and stuff when mm -hmm. you got to be right. Yeah, like before when I was like younger, before I came, you know, I was always a 
fit guy. And I yeah. played sports in high school. And, and as, and then when I was a little guy, I played soccer and I was like, it, and I, I was in the service for a while. I came out of the, uh, basic training really cut. And, um, but yeah, in my early twenties, I was, you know, thin, yeah. much thinner. And it, and I always been in kind of good shape. And then, and then I, uh, you know, you get into your twenties and thirty, and you start to, <laughs> you, you're you're working. I got into journalism, yeah. and I just, you know, fast food, <laughs> yeah, uh, not uh, very sedentary, just stress of of just working, and and I got bigger. So when I came to Montana, I was uh, I was bulky, yeah, and I probably did look bigger, and I had that big. Uh, black yeah, uh, would, navy I would, I never would have explained you as a big fatty or anything, but you were bigger than you are. I was plump. I had yeah. a thing. I mean, I, I had girth, but a lot of it was probably just being fatter. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I, I, I got sick of it. I was like, I can't. I came to Montana and I did this. I went to Butte. Of course, I was in Butte. And I discovered that that hill back there, that mountain, that yeah. uh, that uh, the big Butte. Mm. You guys incorrectly, a lot of Butte be called the Big M, but it's yeah. Big Butte. It's Big Butte, yes. Damn, darn. There's straight. a Big M on Big Butte. There's a Big M. Um, no, but I remember the Big Butte, and, and of course, when you're not, when you don't live in Montana, when you're living back east, you don't realize there's this cool mountain in the middle of your town. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. And the first thing I want to do is hike and do stuff, do outdoor stuff. Yeah. So in 2006, when I got here, I think. Our old editor, Carmen, told me, oh, yeah, there's a trail around Big Butte. So I used to take my old dog, my little pug, uh, Gordy, and we named would... Named after Gordy Howe? Uh, ap- named after Gordy Howe. And we went, uh, we went, we'd walk, we'd walk the, around the Big M. Yeah. And then I'd walk halfway up and to the loft, and I felt good. And then one day I walked all the way to the top. <laughs> and I started, to, I would do that every day after work, and the weight dropped off me. Yeah. And one thing here in Montana, too, when you're out back east, you know, in the Midwest and stuff where I was before, there's like fast food on every corner. There was there's a there was White Castle right near where I lived. And I just would eat like 30 White Castle burgers. every day. I mean, there were it's the greatest thing in the world. And um, and here you just there's not as many options of food. So I just would eat, you know, a steak, or, you know, just just beef and, and go home. So, I mean, my diet changed. But to, for the better. Yeah. And I started walking around. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I put on a little more weight since then. But I, I got pretty thin and, yeah. and got into fighting shape. Down to your fighting shape? My fighting shape, which is falling down. <laughs> One hit and then hit the ground. No, no. But it was, I was in better shape then. I'm trying to keep myself in better yeah. shape. Now that I'm on the, especially on the TV, mm-hmm. I don't want to look like the... It's got to be different now that you're when you're a reporter, people see your name and mm-hmm. they they don't know how to pronounce it. Now you can't probably go anywhere without people knowing who you are. You're pretty distinguishable. They they see me, they call my they say my name, and it's always John Amy, you know, <laughs> which I love because you know I'm proud of the Amy name. It's yeah. unusual, but I'm glad I kept it. I always kept it in my bylines, um, and yeah, now people say it. They they shout it out and and I, I I'm very they, you know what when people call me out in in the public and just talk I just it's the most flattering thing, yeah. it's wonderful and I'm so people in Butte and sometimes in Bozeman Helena I get it called yeah. out you know which is really great, um yeah it feels great it's like I, I'm just I just have so much gratitude for people that are, that are just calling me out yeah. and and saying nice things about 
what I'm doing. Mostly, I, no. I, I don't get a lot of negative comments, and that's nice. That's good. Um, but yeah, it's great to be recognized, and great people know who I am, and I'm just, I just, I just happy people are watching. Was that a tough transition? I, I went from mm -hmm. writing in the paper to reading the news and then on the radio. And if you listen to me read the news, you you could tell that I actually am. I'm not far from dyslexia as far as you know, <laughs> when I, read, I I took an online test once of, about <laughs> dyslexia. Yeah. And it said, you might want to go get checked out. Well, and you're a it, fine it so, writer. But it's so hard to read. I, you know, I, yeah. can, I can read. You know, I'll sit there and read really fast read a book right. try to read it out loud and I'm that 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 it's weird isn't was, it? was it hard for you being being in front of the camera like that yeah. that 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 had to be an adjustment well no it was tough well first and you're an excellent writer i mean Thank you, you. you got the dyslexia <laughs> but you can write you know i've never been a great speller i'm not a great i'm a terrible speller dry reader but but i write too you yeah. know and we're writers we've been writers it's funny i i i think Good English and good grammar and, and, and people who can spell, that's called, to me, that's grammar. <laughs> a writer is different. A writer's yeah. got words in his head and ha expresses. And, I, and maybe I, I always think that a lot of good writers were bad spellers and not yeah. really great. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's going into television. And, and, and then when I'd write a script, I, I had to learn how to... I, when I'm on camera and I'm talking to the camera, I'm very natural. Yeah. But when I when when I go into the studio to to record, like we're doing here with the microphone, and and I'd read the script I wrote when I first started, I was very wooden. Yeah. And and even on camera when I'd go live, it was it was like I am reading this right now. <laughs> and then, but when I'm on in front of the camera, I'm able to feel natural when it was coming out yeah. of my head. Um, and. So I had to learn to do that. One someone who helped me with that was uh, Ted Dawson. No, Ted, you remember Ted, the old Ted, pro Ted legend, was a pro, yeah. uh, pure legend, and intimidating. He said, "John, John, I'm, I'm going to come over to Butte, you know, this week and help you out, and 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 uh, I want to give you a few pointers." And I was so nervous because <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God, this guy, you know, he's huge. He, he, he." He just, everything's drawn to him. He draws everything yeah. to him. He's one of these huge personalities. And I was so nervous for like a week. He's like, Ted's going to come. And, you know, he came here and he said, John, you are, I've seen so many, but you're, you're up there with the top 10% of any uh, broadcaster I've ever seen. He right. said that to me. And I, it, well, that's got to feel good. And I just, I hit the floor. I was like, you're, he goes, you just got to read better. And he said, do this, do that. And he just taught me things like, Stand up when you when you read your script, and again, don't you're say it like you're saying it to the camera. And and he taught me how to when I when I record myself to be more natural. Yeah. So I learned that, and that's kind of the the thing I had to do. I'm, you know, you put me in front of a camera, I feel good, <laughs> and and I'm usually it's coming off the top of my head, but when I'm writing it and reading it, that was weird to me. Yeah, that's funny you say that because my buddy Peach Greg Leitz, old Butte. You know, Butte Central, I'm Butte High guy like myself, mm -hmm. went to both schools, but he listens to all my podcasts. <laughs> and he says, I got one nitpick. He says, remember, it's a nitpick. Yeah. He goes, the reading of your intros. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and so what I, the last few of people probably noticed is I, I just write down a few words to remind myself what yeah. I was saying. I just do it off the top of my head, which leads to probably some uncomfortable uh, pauses and well. moment, awkward moments. But 
at least I'm not reading it. And so whether or not it sounds better or not, I, I blame Peach if it's worse. No, I think that's the way to do it. And I haven't heard, but I think when you could be natural, yeah, your personality comes out. And you can write it down ahead of time, but read it a couple times and then say it to where you're memorizing it. Yeah. Like, and not memorize it, but just say it to where it's natural. And, yeah. you know, my thing is when I got into broadcasting when i when i went from newspapers to television i had no television experience yeah. and i remember thinking to myself when i come over here i'm two things i'm not going to do i'm not well the one thing i knew was i'm not going to have a tv voice the johnny radio voice like, right yeah. <laughs> i'm not going to be like hey viewers i'm right here live or i wasn't going to get on the camera and yeah. be like hello i'm john amy <laughs> right here caught reporting what, there i what i that's a good call yeah no i just i'm gonna be like i am and when i re, when i'm talking to the camera and i got my microphone or i'm standing looking at the camera i just said i'm gonna tell the story like i told it to everybody at maloney's yeah when, when I'd come in after a day of work and they said, what are you working on? Well, it's like this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you talked at the bar, how you BS. And I said, I'm going to talk like I'm talking at the bar, at the camera. And I think it resonates. I think it works with people. It just be natural. Yeah. And I just, and that was my style of just uh, not using a voice, not, not trying not to uh, affect anything and just speak clearly. Yeah. And is it fun? It seems like you have fun when oh, I watch the news. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, you know, it opened up a, I mean, I love to write. That was what I liked about journalism. Whenever I did stories at the Standard, I always tried to put flair into it, into yeah. the writing. Um, and yeah, it's fun because it, it opens up a, le a, a level of creativity inside of me of how can I visually tell this story? And not only because you do write in this job, I mean, I have to write a script and I have to put it together. But how can I, um, you know, physically use my physical body to tell it, uh, use my enthusiasm? Yeah. Um, you know, when I did the story about the lineman at the program at Montana Tech, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to strap on the belt and try to climb a pole yeah. like they do. Um, the bed races, you know, take me down on the bed. Maybe, you know. I those think, are two things I'm terrified of, climbing a pole and riding those bed yeah. races down that hill at Montana Tech. It's scary, and, <laughs> and, and you put yourself into it, and then you're like, well, I can't cop out now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I just, it's, it's coming up with ideas of how can I tell this story but add a little yeah. flavor, a little extra. And I think, you know, when I start, you know, and I throw a little humor in it, if the story mm. is, is lighthearted, I like to make it light. You know, you can't do that with a double homicide, but, yeah. you know, hey, kids, well, you two could, people but you dead. only do it once. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, you know, some people may notice I, I throw a little I make the stories fun. Yeah. Um, I add a little humor into it if I can do that. Markovich Construction Incorporated is Southwest Montana's largest and most successful general contracting firm. They employ the best field craftsmen, managers, and support staff, and they maintain the most complete fleet of building construction equipment in the area. Markovich Construction has the construction team to make any project a success. They have a proven successful history of working with owners and design professionals to address any project challenges, and they routinely bring in projects ahead of schedule and within budget. 
Recent projects include the Veterans Home, Burt Mooney Airport, Starbucks, the Ridgewater Water Park, and more. Visit MarkovichCons.com to see some of their recent projects and call 406-494-3901 to let Markovich Construction work for you. Markovich Construction, when performance counts. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grande's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grande's can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. 5518 Designs is your Uptown Butte destination for all of your apparel and gift needs. 5518 offers their own line of in-house designed and locally produced apparel celebrating what we love about Butte and our Montana lifestyle. You'll also find outdoor essentials such as Chaco sandals, Dekine backpacks and gear, and Kabu apparel and packs. Something for the whole family. Visit 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in the heart of historic Uptown Butte and online at shop5518.com. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Well, I think people who watch the news mm-hmm. know you probably like I know you. Right. I mean, they know your personality because that's John Amy on TV. Right. You're, it's genuine, and I think, I think that's why you're, you're, you're pretty popular well, in Butte, I mean, my dad likes you, and that's one of the oh. hardest things to do. My dad watches the news religiously, and he doesn't like anything, you know. Oh, but he wonderful. really he thinks John Amy is the greatest. That is great. Yeah. Well, your dad's awesome, too. <laughs> that, that's really sweet. And yeah. you know what? The biggest compliment I got, you know, reporters, some of the reporters and staff here will be like, oh, you work with John Amy. What's he like? Yeah. Is he like that? In per- and and they, they'll tell me, my staff, they'll go, oh, yeah, he's just like. The way you yeah. see him on TV is how he is naturally, how he is every day. And I think that's true. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, that's what I was trying to do. Just bring my thing to the table, my crazy, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're bringing Luke Shelton into that. Yeah. Well, he went from the same kind of – he was sports mm-hmm. at Standard and then sports here. But uh, he he followed your footsteps. And one thing I really love is your Facebook videos. Oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah. You did the one. I, I I shared it on Facebook when you were the Walkerville football coach. Yes. I, I shared that, and I said, if anyone ever wants to know what it's like talking, interviewing Ari Gray, here it is. Because, <laughs> you know, the coach speak. Yeah. That was funny. That was, did, who, was that your idea? That was my idea. We came up with, um, you know, Luke and I kind of like, 
you know, first off, Luke Shelton, who, you know, great. He does an awesome job. Too, he does way. a great job. And, and, and when I got Luke, when they were looking for a reporter, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and yeah, they looked at the standard. This is anybody you think want to come over. I'm yeah. sorry if we, if we, st- sorry, Montana standard, if we stole yeah. some of your guys, but, uh, Luke was a guy I would see out on the scene yeah. when he was with the standard covering stuff. And I just knew right away his personality yeah. would just work. And if I can go from print to television, anybody can. It's not that hard. You just tell he had the personality for it. And I'm so glad he's here. But yeah, we and, and Luke has got that kooky mental thing like I do where let's do something crazy on camera. Yeah. Let's let's. You've had songs. Yeah, we've done songs. And he is so enthusiastic that it makes me want to do it. So, yeah, I came up with the coach then. We were, you know, Friday night football is exciting. So we came up with a couple. We did a skit where I was doing uh, the before that. I did a skit about football Friday night, but I did it with an English accent. And, and I started <laughs> doing uh, soccer scores yeah, from England. And I remember that one. That yeah. one, we you know, we did that. And then Luke was like, we need another Friday night football. Thing. Yeah. And it was like Thursday, I think we were, and I was on deadline and I said, give me a moment. Let me come up with something. And he was in here recording something. And I just thought, what, what can I do? And I said, oh yeah, <laughs> I've interviewed so many football coaches and what did they do? They do the same thing. I mean, they just, it, the coach oh, yeah. speak. You team, know, we, we got team win everything. We got to play within ourselves. Yeah. We got to play our game. What is that? We got to play our game. Like <laughs> whose game are you going to play? Good. You know, they always say that it means something to them. So I just... I just started, I wrote down a few things that I hear coaches say, and then I went online. <laughs> I'm like, you, it's like, let me find those things coaches always say, and I found a few others. Yeah. My favorite one was good pitching beats good hitting. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, you know, it's not even related to football, but yeah. it's just, why not? Throw yeah, what it the heck? Yeah. You know? Oh, pit- I, I, I had tears in my eyes. I oh, think that's I was great. laughing at that one. We had so much. So that we just, one, and you had the one, too, about uh, when the Miners won, and you did the report from... 19 oh yes 50 was it 1953 53 yeah 53 because that's when the kxlf started yeah that's when they won the the last good things ahead for the lions and tigers yes good thing they're gonna be great the lions and cleveland they're just gonna they're gonna be dominate they're gonna be because they did they apparently were the head teams uh yeah they were so good in 53 yeah we miss those days don't we yeah Yeah, i'm still a lions fan yeah now you're from Detroit area? Born in Detroit originally. Right in Detroit or in the city of Detroit? Yeah, right down there. South Detroit. Really? Born in Ridge. Every time that Journey song comes on, uh-huh. don't stop believing. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I was a Detroit kid. And then I moved when I was like, oh, 12 to Louisiana. Really? And I grew up in Baton Rouge. And that's where I went, I went to school. I went to LSU and SLU, Southeastern Louisiana. A journalism degree? Or? Journalism degree. And uh, that's, yeah. And then I came back up north. Where did you work when you got out of college? When I got out of college, I worked in a little town called DeRitter, Louisiana. Yeah. It was my first job out, and it was in a, a dry parish. It was the only place where you couldn't drink. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, I, I worked there. That that's the town that was based on my novel that came out, yeah. uh, Jesus Fish UFO. I, it was, I have it right. I'm waiting for the audiobook, John. Wait for the audiobook. Yeah. It'll be there. Yeah. No, well, I'm I think looking forward to that one. It'll be, well, I based it on my experience there with a lot of fiction thrown in, but it was yeah. such a, it was such a dry 
religiously oppressive town. It was. I said one day I'm going to write a book about this place, and I did. And that's where it came from, huh? That was the where the setting would be. Yeah, and what's it's been several months now. The book's been all right. Yeah, since I think I did it in February. Yeah. So and it's how, been, how, how's sales? Pretty good. Doing good. You know, I I'm mean, I'm going to go pick one up by lo- the way. Just local so you know. people are buying it. Uh, they get a, you know a lot of folks and people around have bought it. You know, I just published it myself. Um, we had great book signings at like Isle of Books. Uh, you know, a lot of the places in Butte have a uh, couple of the Butte Club, uh, the Butte Book Club did did my made mine the did monthly really? book. Yes, right. and and I stopped by. I had to stop by and say hi. I was so right. happy, and talk about the ladies there. Just uh, they loved it. They said mm-hmm. they really loved it. They read it. They asked me all these questions about it, and and that you know when people are like when you're like you know they've read your book and they. They're pointing out scenes you wrote yeah. years ago, you know, because I wrote it over several years. Oh, but always. It, it wasn't just something you, threw nah. it, you did. I did. It was one of those like after work, exhausted from day of writing and like, oh, let me sit at my computer and hammer out a few lines. Really? And then in the past few years, though, I took the manuscript and it was like a lot of short stories. And, and like the past three or four years, I just really concentrated on turning it into a solid book wow. rewriting it editing it i had a lot of great people edit it emmy uh, uh emily papa one yeah shout out to her she did a great job uh, of editing it and and it just we made it as clean as possible i don't i haven't found any mistakes in it and uh yeah it's really? there cool. i mean we just saw let's put it out and my wife you know heather lingle she just really worked hard at it to make it yeah. good um, without her i don't even know if i would have you know it might have yeah. still been in my desk really i just pushed and, and it's and i got another novel i'm working on so that's based on a mining town in montana really a fictional mining town. See, i was yeah. jealous when i saw you had the book come out i'd love to have a book but i i, I couldn't do the the novel yeah because i'm i'm more of well, i don't I, I don't usually i hardly read novels right you know it mostly when i do read it's usually well it's usually an audio book <laughs> to tell you the truth hey. i like to listen to audiobooks as i walk around big butte with the big m everybody on tell you yeah big butte hey that's that's still reading <coughs> bless you excuse me there you go a little cough there yeah, i got a little frog in my throat well you should write a book you are well first no. you're a great writer everybody oh. knows that you're funny you your your writing is very human I mean, I, it's, it's human. It draws people in. You know, you got it. You have that gift. And you should write what you know. But that's got to be a great feeling. Like, I, I had one of my first guests was Kathleen McLaughlin, who was also a right. former standard writer. She's got a book coming out in February. Wow. Now. You know, and hers is a journalism piece that she Ooh. poured, like, two years into to working on. Wow. And that's why it's got to feel great when you get a box of books yeah that that's your book yeah you pull out and open up and there it is that's got to be one of the best feelings that's probably stephen king probably loves that feeling he does it like every two weeks yeah. ah my next yeah. book is out <laughs> yeah it's only nine thousand pages yeah, yeah. nine thousand <laughs> i that guy's a maniac and he's great but i it is i mean you open you know it's it's like your baby you you created you developed it and then you open it up out of the box and you give it to the stores, the bookstore, people read, and then you realize it's not yours anymore. Really? It's gone. Like, it's just, it's in the public domain and whatever the readers think of it, that's what it becomes. It's like, it's not even really a baby. It's, 
it's a kid that you raised to who turned 18 21 and is now on the and and you're <laughs> like you're away. sitting back and you're like you know hopefully it won't get arrested or you know <laughs> don't embarrass me but it's kind of out of your control after that it's just in the domain it's whatever the public wants of it and i a lot of people have just said really nice things about it and yeah. and you know it's a lot of local reading. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not on the top, uh, on the bestseller list anywhere, but it's out there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, if it develops, you know, I'll do whatever I can with it, you know, but it's not, it's, it's, it's on its own. <laughs> that's cool. I, and I do plan on, on reading it today. But do give her a shot. I'll get, that's my next uh, assignment. I'll, I'll read it and do a book report for you. I would appreciate, you know, <laughs> this is what I thought. Either I want people to love it or hate it. My biggest fear was indifference. Yeah. Either like it, and I, they don't have to love it, but just in, find it enjoyable, get something out of it, or just it really ticked them off, and um, and and it got a reaction. But if people are just like, eh, you know, then I'm like, ah, that would hurt more. Yeah. Indifference. Yeah. When someone, when you piss someone off, at least you, you yeah. touched a nerve. You, you know? touched a nerve. You yeah. got them. It works. Yeah. We're on. This is a podcast. Are we like? We don't have FCC rules. No, no rules. No, so I can say what I want here. Oh, of course. Then I'm going to do it. Booger. (laughs) See, we're old enough to get that reference. Johnny Fever. Johnny Fever. Yes. Uh, And it's coming up uh, in a few weeks. We're going to see our favorite clip all over Facebook again. Yes, the the turkeys can fly. I always (laughs) thought turkeys could fly. Less Nessman and... But yeah, no. So I don't know what were we talking about. Yeah, I wrote so book, you were in stuff. Uh, small town, uh, uh, Dry Louis- Parish in Louisiana. Yeah. And then how did you end up getting to Butte? I got to Butte. Uh, turn left to Greenland. No, I went <laughs> John Lennon. No, they I'll say uh, more better than Jesus. That's what, <laughs> oh god, that's what I need to say. Yeah. Let's do that, and that'll just that'll be the one clip they take out from all of this. Yeah, I'm bigger than Jesus. I'm b- bigger than Jesus. I mean, I'm six two. I am bigger. No. <laughs> Hey, Paul, what's going on? Let's just do it with yeah. Liverpool accents. Oh. All right. All I could do is the bigger than Jesus line. I I'm, love the I'm bigger <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, we're, 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 lay, we're laying in bed for peace. Um, I love the Beatles. Yeah. Len- no, I left, uh, what did I do? I left uh, Deritter. Then I went to a small, uh, a weekly paper, which was kind of fun because it was a new weekly in Ascension Parish, Louisiana. Um, and we really developed that. Um, just, a, a, it was really kind of fun because we, we, we brought this weekly, which is still there, yeah. uh, and made it into something really cool. We just, we, we were real edgy. We made it like a real, uh, newspaper. And then, but from there I went, you know, I've always been a Yankee at heart. Um, and I just want to go back up to the Midwest. I want to go work in a city. And I went up to Ohio and I worked, uh, in Steubenville for a while, then Youngstown area. Really? And you know, uh, very familiar. I just, I'm comfortable in industrial towns, yeah. I've discovered. Well, Youngstown's got to be fairly oh, yeah. similar to Butte in a very, lot of respects. Very, um, really hurting. Um, Butte, Youngstown is in the throes, probably mm-hmm. what uh, Butte was in the 80s, of just crime and, and buildings burning down. And, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, Youngstown's in, in a lot of trouble now, but... You know, it's in industry. It just hadn't found its grip yet. And um, Butte, I know, is kind of climbing out of the ashes. It's been and doing yeah. great, I think, in many ways. But, yeah, I'd been in Youngstown, and then I went. Then I was working for a Chicago Sun-Times paper in Gary, Indiana. 
and and going to you know a much bigger area again yeah. a struggling industrial town but you know and my writing was appearing in the sun Times sometimes because we really? were a That's sister cool. paper and i was in a newspaper union and we had this huge uh, you know subscription you know and and it was like living in a city it was like kind of a suburb of Chicago is what it was like, really. And, and basically Chicago just crossing just the border. Just crossing right? the border because, yeah. you know, trains going in and out. Um, it was really cool. Uh, and it was real fast paced. And, you know, and I, but I'd always been into fly fishing and fishing. And yeah. I remember I remember my buddy, Justin Post, you know, I mean, he, he had worked out this way. And, and were um, you guys friends before? We you were came friends to there. Yeah, we met in Ohio. And he had worked in St. Mary's, Idaho in the panhandle up there at a paper before we had met. And I'd go visit him sometime. He'd, we'd go to St. Mary's to fly fish because he knew all the great fishing holes, yeah. and the St. Joe River. And I passed through Butte on the way on, on one day um, while I was, uh, I think, yeah, while I was working in Indiana. And um, we stopped in Butte and, you know, we went to the, it was what, what the oh, before Max Tavern. It was the bar that was before that. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I Main Street Main Lounge. Main Street Lounge. Yeah. I went in there at 9 a.m. in the morning. We were just stopping into Butte, to, and I had a beer at 9 a.m., and people were eating chili because they used to serve chili. <laughs> it's probably a bit full bar almost. Oh, yeah, it was, and it was just incredible meeting these people, these Butte people, and they were just friendly, and we were all talking, and they were half drunk at 9 a.m., <laughs> I was getting, and it just was like, you know, when you see Butte and you have an appreciation for that kind of town, it, it does something to you. You just immediately have an affection for it. And, you know, we went fly fished, you know, in Idaho came back and, and I remember going back to my job and seeing a job opening at the Montana standard. And I thought, man, living in Butte, I just, it never left me. It, it, it just was pulling at me like that's where you got to be and i applied almost on a whim and i got a call and jerry o'brien yeah. interview as you remember and, and and the rest is history i moved to butte and i never left yes and, and like 2006 ago. is that what you 2006 said? was when i got here and yeah and it was amazing and and i came to butte and i remember after interviewing like in february and Driving back to Indiana after the uh, interview and and well, you ice, drove in for an I drove in for an interview and yeah because I was like why not you really wanted to come here then I did <laughs> yeah. I, I hey a road trip it was fun yeah. to me and I actually stopped in Idaho to visit because Justin was living there and we did some ice fishing <laughs> uh. but I remember driving back and it was one of those twenty below night days when yeah. I came to Butte and <laughs> and you still came and I can I returned I remember driving leaving town. <laughs> And ice was forming on the inside of my driver's side window. And I was chipping it off <laughs> with the air, with the heater blasting, but the condensation was freezing. Yeah. And I was driving and chipping it off while going through Montana. And I thought, wow. Yeah. But I just loved it. I love the extreme of Montana and the extreme of Butte. No. Um, there's nothing like it. So, yeah, that's what brought me to Butte. And then you brought Justin in. Not he long came after, in after. Same year, probably, right? Yeah, he came in I because he was working at St. Mary's or wherever he was. And, yeah, and I was like, 
when a job came open, I said, "Oh, you got to hire Justin." Yeah. He's and he came in. He's great. You know, he fit and you guys right both, in. You guys both turned out some great stories. Yeah, and there are some hard, hard hitting news stories that you did over the years at the Standard. We threw a lot of news. I mean, we we always worked hard. I mean, that was the mentality. We brought that in well, from you the had west. To, and Carmen made you work hard too. She made us. She cracked <laughs> you, the whip. You don't want to. You did not want to be uh, lollygagging with nope. Carmen's there. She was all about don't don't you know what do you got for me today? Yeah, it was it was never. But you know we were used to that. I yeah. mean, we did work in Ohio, Youngstown, East Ohio. That's a tough part of town area, and the newspaper editors then were just, uh, you know, they were they were just they were they were brutal. Yeah. You know, they weren't friendly, and they were like, come on, get you know, they were like football coaches. Yeah. They kind of kicked your butt, and they forced you to work harder. And so we came out of that mentality of, and that corruption. Yeah. Um, we understood that kind of reporting of, of, I mean, back the corruption in that, in Ohio, Youngstown, industrial towns that were mob run, that they were still that, that mentality in, yeah. in city officials. So we covered, we covered a lot of just corruption and, and crime and organized crime and, 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 you were always digging and it was just, you'd find these stories, this unbelievable stuff. So when we came to Butte, we still had that mentality of kind of sticking it and, and finding it. And I think we did that a lot. Yeah. I think we really, um, you know, just made interesting news and found interesting news and, 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 and hit it hard. So it's a fun town to work in the news in. It is. I mean, there's, there's characters here Yeah. and, 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 you know, the history too. I mean, Butte, lives in its past and its present but it, it there is no you know the past isn't gone isn't far behind and and people want it and and they're connected like the new then the the present and the past are connected and you can find those things and and you really can come up with great stories when you know why things are important yeah because it's so connected um and i think a lot of montana is losing that because cities have grown and they've lost touch with their yeah. past a little bit. Butte still has its connection. Yeah, it's uh, it's growing. It is. A little bit again. But yeah, it seems like Bozeman's not the same, you mm-hmm. know, in the 80s, the cow town that it was. You know, yeah. it was a great place. And Missoula's not quite the same. Billings no. isn't the same. But there's Butte new people, new character. money. Yeah. Butte's got a lot, still a lot of character. And yeah. I don't, I don't know if uh, that'll ever change or not. I don't think so. I hope it doesn't. Uh, and and I get, I get. There's two sides of Butte. You don't want to live in your past, yeah, because you need to progress. You need to grow, but you don't want to uh, forget your past. And Butte can't. You know why? Why the big controversies in Butte now is is well, preserving historic buildings. Yeah, I that is important. Now, some that are just being held up by a couple of two by fours. No, you know, I understand they got to go. Yeah. And I get it hurts sometimes to lose them. But the key is save the ones we got now and and make sure that the owners and the absentee landlords are doing what they're doing. You know, put the heel to their neck. We wait till it's too late. And that's when people get an uproar. Yeah. And they wait till it's too late when there's no roof and it's collapsing. Yeah. Then you're like, well. Yeah, that's the problem. But I mean, we Butte does need to preserve its buildings, and you know, right now we're seeing a lot of like the Hollywood types. We're seeing the the movies and the these productions coming into Butte, which I think is great. I love it. 
Um, but every time I talk to these people, the, the one thing they say is, wow, this is like living in a set, yeah. a real urban set. We don't have to build it. Yeah. The buildings are here. And, and they, they recognize that, that it's, it's, and people love, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, uh, gen, the, being genuine, Yeah, you know, um, uh, they, they love the idea that these buildings are still there and they're being used. So um, I just think that's a great thing that when you when people come here, the first thing they say is, wow, the architecture, the way the city looks, there's nowhere like this. And, and it's shocking to believe that. Is that something you noticed first when you came? I, you know, I did. Yeah, yeah. It, it's different. It's you think you're going to a little town and it's just going to be quaint new england town but no you come in it's like wow this is like a little chicago it's like a little urban neighborhood yeah um that's a that's like not in decay not like like flint michigan but i mean it looks real i mean uh which is great and it's so rare and then you're looking and like wow that building's 110 years old and still up you know, my, the house I live in is 120 years old. I'm happy. You know, it's like, and it's solid. Yeah. You know, it's livable. And, you know, I, I interviewed an actor from New York who was just here last week, you know, and he was talking about the city. And he even said, places in New York, they just tear it down and build something new. Yeah. You know, and Butte, like, has its buildings. And it looks genuine. It looks urban. It looks, uh, it could be anywhere. You know, you can make it look like a, a city in Europe if you wanted to. <laughs> and that's that's something when you grow up in Butte, you don't you just take for granted. You probably. take it for granted. Because I talked to a lot of people said the architecture in Butte, and I'm like, I never even really paid attention yeah. to the how beautiful the gamers building is or something yeah. like that, you know. But now I you try to step back and look at it and appreciate it because we've seen so many buildings go. You know, I remember driving yeah. as a kid driving up Montana or Main Street way home and you had the, the m&m over here and then you had the cool sportsman bar was across the street right. with the sign and then that burned down and then yeah. the m&m burned down and is is of course you can't the m&m was so much more than just a building yes but still that building was a loss yeah it was yeah. i i look back at my old uh, video you know where i shoot uptown and i see pictures of the m&m standing up you know and and i'm like wow it's so sad because yeah. it, it's beautiful um, and yeah, I've been here long enough where I can see where you could take it for granted that it's there. But I remember when I, in fact, I would say this when I, when I'd wake up in Butte, when I first moved here and I'd look at the East Ridge and the Highlands and then the city itself, the, its skyline and its old buildings, I just said, never take this for granted. This is, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. And it's weird that this cool urban city is in the middle of this beautiful mountain range. I mean, yeah. it's just, you don't see that anywhere. And, um, yeah, I, it, by far it's, it is beautiful. The architecture we, and if you were born here, yeah, you just think it's just a yeah. building, but look around sometimes and you may have seen this, especially in the summer, how many people with like cameras shooting buildings, like just standing outside of it and taking a picture of it. Yeah. That's, and I'm like, that that's somebody probably from somewhere else. <laughs> and they're shooting it because they're like, wow, this is unique. And um, and it just it makes me feel good to live in Butte. I I drive home sometimes and I just look around and I just love my neighborhood. I feel like like uh, 
like George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life, you know. Hey, good, Merry Christmas, you old building and loan, you know, just running down the street. I mean, I, I literally feel like just because I'm like, this is my town and I, I'm so happy here. Yeah. And I just love the little houses and the buildings and the streets. And you just look at it and it's wonderful. And it, you, you moved to town after... Charlie Buny sold the M&M, or got out of the M&M, right? Because you weren't there when it was open 24 hours all the time? It was almost, I think I got there right about when it was, well, no. When they redid it, because they redid that. They redid it, when they re, because it closed, it reopened or closed in 2003. Yeah, okay, so you got here after that. Just three years after that, yes. I, okay. I've been there when it was late. Yeah. I don't know if they still did 24 hours. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, I remember... People were ragging on the mountain, the the M M&M M one day at work at the Standard, and someone saying the buns were stale, their burgers huh. are smaller, and they raised the price. And Pat Ryan, it was like the there should have been like some kind of patriotic music in the background. Yeah. PR says, "Hey, hold on a second. Goes where else can you go at three in the morning, cash a three party check, get a fifth of whiskey, <laughs> and, and and a can of beer, and oh yeah, they serve food exactly because <laughs> it was." If there are certain bartenders there, you could drink. Oh yeah, twenty four hours. They'd let you. Yeah, and and there was, there were people who could busted them who drank there twenty four yep. hours. Too. Yes, yeah. So it was oh, like yeah. it was like a throwback to the. It was lost after they closed because once they closed the doors and then opened again, it was never quite the same. It was still a really good place. Yeah, but it was never. You know, it wasn't like you could have the M and M. It was, it was, uh, it could have been any year. Could have been you could have been yeah. there. It, you know, felt like could have been nineteen ten. Yeah. Or. Or 2010, you know, did, did, we wouldn't know when you went to m and Oh, they, they used to, I mean, they they just, it, it it had a welcoming appeal. And I was there, I think, you know, they reopened it. It still was a classic place. I yeah. mean, it was still. Still the, beautiful. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just remember coming in on a Sunday, you know, after a long night of Saturday. And, and it was football Sunday. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, I'd have steak and eggs and coffee. Get that in me, and then, then now, now I can drink beer yeah. all day. <laughs> well, you were well, probably. Were you, did you cover it when Obama was? Oh was yeah, there? yeah. I have a, a picture of him at the M and M, and I think we ran in the paper. I, I when it, when I got it, but I got a great picture of him like signing autographs right. in there, and and I did a little story about a sidebar about how Stevie was trying to get. To shine um, uh, Barack's <laughs> yeah, shoes. I remember that story, yeah. And, and you know, Barack, at the time, he, was a, he was a rock star then. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, that senator, it, it, he was just, people were just enamored by him. I don't think I ever saw a politician light people up like yeah. that. And so it was really cool to see that. And and did Stevie get a shine of shoes? He did not. He he said, he uh, he, he asked Barack if he wanted. He goes, oh, he goes, I go, how much are you? And, and, and. Stevie said 75 cents. He goes, oh, I, I don't have that much. I can't afford it. <laughs> and so he didn't get the shine. He yeah. didn't. And I thought, man, he missed a perfect opportunity. He that did. was the he, moment. He missed out on the best shoe shine he'd ever get. I, I ran into Stevie the other day because uh, they were celebrating him over at the um, at the Uptown Cafe for his birthday. And, and uh, they, uh, yeah, I asked him about that. And Stevie remembered yeah. Barack. And he said, what, what happened? And Stevie told me, he was... I said it was 75 cents and he said it's too much. Can't afford, you know, and, and but it was great. It was that that was a time. I mean, there were just that place just has so many memories. And of course the St. Patrick's Day and just being crowded in there and 
incredible times, you know, just seeing that place come alive. Yeah, uh, yeah it, and, I, you know, I hope it reopens and we just have to, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to rebuild it. If they rebuild, that's fine, you know. Um, yeah, it was just, oh, man, there are just so many great, it's hard to even remember. But just how uh, how cool that place was. Yeah. And, and you really felt just sitting at a stool and just, just having your lunch, it was so, some of the big, it could have been the best burger in the world, I just thought. I just yeah, loved it. It was great. Bur- great uh, uh, fries and gravy. This message is brought to you by Anno Designs in Anaconda. I know what you're all thinking. Foley, you twit. Why are you letting this Anaconda hack get connected with the Buttecast? Well, folks, money talks. Anno Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda. But that's not all we do. We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte. And like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? For a limited time only, all new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406-563-0121 or email LLC at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the Buttecast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh-brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save 5 cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big-screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. Dig City Supply has everything you need to cheer on your Montana Tech or Diggers with the largest selection of locally designed and produced fully licensed apparel and gifts. Bulldog and Maroon fans can shop their huge selection of fan gear for your teams and schools as well as a wide selection of Butte themed items. Modern, classic, wear your pride from Dig City Supply, a division of 5518 Designs located across from the parking garage at 43 West Park Street in Uptown Butte or online at digcitysupply.com. You were in a play not that long ago, or it's been a while. You were still no, the standard. Were you in a, was that just the one time you did the play? Oh, I've done a couple plays. Oh, I did, uh, well, I did the, you probably saw one I was in, I think, uh, Bye Bye Birdie. Okay. Yeah. I did that musical. I, I was in the, uh, I've been in a few plays with them. I also was in, uh, the, the one I'm proud of is No Greater Love. We did that musical. 
Remember that? The no I remember grade. being there. I never I never I was it. in it. I always worked the the rough hours to go see plays. Yeah, yeah. That was that was, that was only two uh we did two performances, but it was on the speculator disaster. Yeah. And I played a um a minor. I played a guy Verta who was uh Finn from Finland. And I had my Finnish accent, which I'd worked on. I don't even know if I could still do it, but uh <laughs> But I, I, yeah, I was doing Verta. I'm trying to remember I did Verta. Oh, McCloskey, he run like duck. <laughs> and I would, I, I did this, say he was a funny guy. Yeah. And uh, it was really fun to play him. Uh, but, but because it was the speculate, it, it was a serious thing. And I mean, we did two performances in the mother load. And um, yeah, that every seat was taken in the, because uh, it was the 100th anniversary of the speculator fire, I think. Or whatever it was. Yeah, it would have been what? It was been 17. Yeah. yeah, 2017. And uh, yeah, every seat, it was sold out both nights. It was incredible. Awesome, huh? And what a play. What a musical. And we, we put it together. We got it together in a month. We had a professional director come in. And, and of course, uh, uh, Gary, the, the you know, with the uh, composed the music. It was great. It was just, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was fun. I've done a few plays. And so you've done plays, you worked at the newspaper, work in there. TV, obviously. And I then, did a movie. <clears throat> what movie? Tinderbox. I was in Tinderbox. That's right, Tinderbox. Mm-hmm. I had to play there. Got that. That was fun. And uh, I was in a movie. I don't even know what movie it was. We they opened the M M&M and M up after they closed it, mm. and they filmed in Butte. <clears throat> and I don't. I think Gary Rundle may have sent me a, a picture of what the movie was. I can't remember what it's called. But we had to go, and I was sitting there talking with Matt Vincent and, and Tom Malloy, and we're just sitting there, and they're giving us free Budweisers every time oh. we turn around, and. We had our job was to sit there and talk, and when the door opened up, we had to be quiet and watch the near fight that almost broke out. And then we did the St. Patty's Day cheer at the end when they didn't. Oh, fight. I remember the Kevin Shannon was uh, down at the end, and he was cheering with his water bottle. You remember Kevin uh, Shannon? Yeah, my, my grandpa's cousin. Yeah, he was uh, cheering with his water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like times have changed, but uh, oh my! So I don't even know what that movie was called. We had to sign a release to be in it, and I huh. never saw it. I don't know. It, it, it obviously wasn't very. It didn't win any awards. I know they did. Don't come knocking. Yeah, it wasn't here, that one. That wasn't that one. I'm sure it was better than Don't Come Knocking. Well, it could have been. I loved Don't Come <laughs> Knocking. But you, it, I, I it's a it. weird movie. PR told me, yeah, because what wasn't there enough uh, car crashes? There, there wasn't enough. Yeah, not enough gunfights <laughs> yeah. for you. No, I never. I'm gonna give it one of these days. I'm gonna give it a, a fresh look again. And like, I didn't like Glengarry Glen Ross when I first watched oh, it. Oh yeah. And then I watched it later. And it's and good. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. It's a I, great I, movie. Yeah, and uh, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind of it at the time, so I'm going to give well, it a chance. Well, it's a talkie, and and yeah. this one's a talkie too. Don't come yeah. knocking, but it's it's understated. I, yeah. I I like that. You know, I love it that it they butte. It, it's yeah. kind of a love letter to butte. Well, the guy that did it, Vim Vim Vendors, who's yeah. a great director. He's, Again, he's artsy. Yeah. And um, but I love him. You know, I love some of these German directors. Uh, but you know, he loved butte. He filmed that that movie in Butte. And he said Butte's his favorite city in America. And he really? filmed another. Yeah, he he absolutely loved Butte, and he really kind of, you know, he said it in Butte. Most of it, half the movies in like Vegas or I don't yeah. know somewhere, and then the or Reno, and then the other comes up here. But uh, yeah, he loved the town, and he just said it was his favorite city in America. And he did a film like a short art piece about two years ago in Butte. And and Vim Vendors is like this, like, he's big deal. 
you know, he's yeah. a guy. You know, he, he's, yeah. he's like and there's some artsy. Actors, and, actors yeah, and, they yeah. had, I think, well, Sam Shepard, yeah, who's was, great. I love him. Uh, uh, the, the guy who calls his wife Honey Bunny from uh, Pulp yeah, Fiction. Right, yes, yes. Uh, 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 and Vicky Valancourt from Waterboy. That's right. There is a Vicky Valancourt. Yeah, Vicky Valancourt, right? I think you're right on that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, Roth. Uh, uh, Tim uh, Roth. Tim Roth is yeah. the was in this movie, yeah, he too. Was, yeah, he was in uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp and, Fiction, uh, all the Tarantino movies. Yeah, the... Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's a great actor, and and uh, yeah, I mean, so it's cool. I love when you know. That's why right now I'm I'm loving the the Hollywood Butte. I'm yeah. loving the and I know some people don't like it, and they're complaining the streets are blocked. But you yeah. know what? It's an industry. Yeah, it's yeah. a new industry. Yeah, J.P. Gallagher told me in the podcast a few weeks ago that there's two things people in Butte hate. Mm. One is the status quo. And the other one is change. I know. Isn't that something? <laughs> it's a there's dichotomy. A there's a lot of truth to that. There is. I was thinking of this sometimes, and I love Butte. And I almost think of myself as, as I'm, I may never be a Butte rat, but I'm, I'm no, becoming you're, one. You, you're a Butte rat. Right I'm now. Get, okay, yeah. well, thank you, because I, I want to be that. And I, we got our headstones here at Mount, uh, you know, at the cemetery down there. At, uh, so we're, I'm, I'm dying here. Really? I, you already have eventually, a headstone? Eventually. Huh? We got our My wife got them. She's like, we're, we got... We're going to be buried down there. Cause of death, the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, well, it'll be one of them. (laughs) Lions and Tigers. Killed by lions and tigers. They're going to get me. But, you know, I love this town. And I will say this about Butte at times. Because, again, like, I love, you know, they hate this change and they hate the status quo. (laughs) But it's kind of like Butte sometimes is like a, a, a dog that has been abused since it was a puppy. So that when you reach, so whenever you reach out your hand to pet it, sometimes Butte recoils in fear. And I think that's kind of some the Butte mentality. If something new comes in and it's like, hey, we're going to help you. It's like, it growls at you. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. It does a little. And and it's a dog that's been beaten down a little bit. Um, Well, a good bit. I mean, we had the days from going from the richest hill on earth to really struggling to keep its head above water yeah, and fighting every minute and, and fighting the disrespect. You know, it went from being the top dog to getting kicked. Yeah. We like to call Butte envy. Butte envy. Yes. Yeah. And, and Butte's great of any town in Butte. This is the best place in Montana. Yeah. I still say it's the best place. It is the coolest place to be. It, I don't care where you're at. Butte is cool. Yeah. And yeah, we have a Butte attitude, but what were the nicest people? I say we're, we are. Yeah. I mean, it's the nicest, most genuine people, and they're in touch with their roots, and they love Montana. It does sometimes that Butte versus everybody mentality gets in its own way, and I just think it's okay to let let the let the let a good hand pet you. Yeah. If it gets rough, <laughs> then we could turn around and bite it. Yeah. But we don't have to recoil at anything, at everything's Man, new. Biting's still an option, but it, it is have an to option. be the first one, right? Right. Don't make it your first reaction. Pet, yeah. if they start getting a little, if they start scratching a little too hard behind the ear, give them a snap. Yeah. And that's cool. And they'll back off. But I just, that's the only thing I, I wish it would just not be so, you know, don't change us, but don't, but let's not be afraid to change for yeah. the good. Yeah. And we should grow. Yeah. We should get bigger. We should get batter be the coolest thing let's just i don't think i think butte is too grounded to change but we're going to keep what makes butte awesome i think this town still has that 
ability. I don't think we, but we don't want to become, we don't want to die on the vine. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. Am I, I, and I know I'll probably, you'll get letters and people will say, <laughs> what is this out of town or no? But, um, I don't know. I've been here a long time. I love yeah. Butte. I love this town. I won't leave it for anything. Now, I saw on Facebook the other day, I was mm -hmm. flipping through, and I see a picture of you and your lovely bride mm. sitting on a rock, and you got the guitar, and yeah. you, you, you wrote a song of the Livingston, was it Livingston, Livingston Wind? Livingston Wind, yep. That was a good song. Thank you. So she's a very talented yeah. singer-songwriter, oh. and she's having albums out that yes. are tremendous. Do you see an album in your future? Well, we, you know, she talks about she. I write, so I'm more of a songwriter. It's pretty evident I'm not the best singer in the world, but <laughs> but I sit, you know, I fake it. Um, she can sing, yeah, and yeah, everybody knows voice. Heather Lingle, and she's got an incredible voice, and she's a great songwriter herself. And yeah, Heather's been trying to push me to take some of the songs I've written. I've written some songs for her records too, and maybe like do like a little put something out just yeah. of my songs. And I, you know, I guess guys like John Prine and Bob Dylan, they can't sing either. And they've made great records, but um, you know, I, I, she's encouraging me to go that way. And, and of course she works at tech now and she is an assistant professor, or I mean, an adjunct professor as well as that. And she's liking her academic world. So she's kind of not in the mood to play a lot of music, yeah. her own stuff, but she loves backing me up. Yeah, she's like, I'll sing with you. You just play, sing the songs, and I'll do the harmonies and make you sound good, which is all that matters. But when I sing with her, I sound great. Makes you sound good. She makes you look good. Exactly. That's <laughs> it. I mean, she does. And and I always say, you know, I don't want to be on my own. Just sing with me. I, you know, I mean, Sunny and Cher. Cher made that work. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, that's why sunny. you never yeah. you never heard like Sunny. You know, <laughs> there was no Sunny solo group. So I'm her Sunny. To her share, you know, yeah. I mean, and so, but I love to write songs too. And I've been doing that for years and you, you probably heard me yeah. singing at Maloney's good God, <laughs> uh, with the guitars when Rochi and I would break corner them up. Parties. Oh man. <laughs> corner parties. And, but yeah, we want to do that. And I wrote Livingston wind. Um, that's a good tune. I liked it. It's a fun to, I, you know, the funny thing about that, I was, I was trying to come up with, I was trying to find a tune. What I do at my, when I write songs, I usually like. I get my iPhone out here and I, and I'll go into the record, you know, the memo section. Yeah. And I, if I get an idea in my head, I'll, I'll play it uh, with my guitar and I'll record it so that when I go back later to write it, I can rehear the melody. Cause if you don't get it down, yeah, it's gone, right? you forget it. And the funny thing was I was looking like a couple weeks ago. I don't know when I, you know, a couple, maybe, maybe two or three months ago when I wrote it, I, I, I was looking through my memos of my songs and they go back like five years. Cause I was trying to find some melody I'd come up with that. I wanted Heather to sing. And, um, and I found this thing, Livingston wind, you know, from 2017. Yeah. And I hit it and it was the first verse of that song. Just, and I must add and I forgotten. I had, did that but it was one wow. of those yeah. it was one of those i have an idea for a song quick write it down so i don't forget move on to something else and and i listened to it and i was like wow that's really good and i did that and i kind of semi remember doing it and but it was five years ago wow i recorded it just so i wouldn't forget and i literally forgot about it probably the next day 
and so I was, it was like whatever, September, whatever, maybe August. And I was uh, last August. And I just said, let me, I got to pick up the guitar, remember how to play it. And, and I just said, I got to write that. This is a good song. I don't know why. I must have known it was pretty good gem because I recorded it five years ago. Just And so I sat down and I wrote, rewrote the I wrote lyrics. I had the first verse. Yeah. And then I said, well, let me think of what to do. And, of course, I wrote a lyric about Butte in there and St. Patrick's Day. And I wrote a lyric about this and that. So I just ended up finishing it within, like, two hours. And... My wife was up in her, her study, and I said, come down. I think I wrote a song, and I played it for her, and she just thought it was great. And nice. About the Livingston wind, because anybody who's been in Livingston knows what that's it's windy. like. <laughs> and it drives you mad. And uh, so, yeah, I just kind of came up, and it was just one of those where sometimes you write a song, and you're like, wow, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So I, I, I was, I was impressed. Last weekend, we that just— That like button I hit was, was not that just That was for jest. real. Yeah. Well, thank you. I've had a lot of people say nice things yeah. about it, and— Last weekend, we were like, or whatever it was, when a really beautiful fall day, I said, I have this idea of going down to the river and playing yeah. that song. Just Let's just put the mic down. No no amps, nothing. Let's just sing it raw. And she was like, sure, let's go. Let's do it like today. It was on a Sunday. And we went down there. Beautiful day, oh. as you could tell, on the river. And we just knocked it out. We just played it. We did three three songs I've written. I'll probably post the other two later in the week but I, I we just thought let's just do them raw no filter no auto tune we just yeah. did them and they and i was when i got back and listened to them and replayed them i was impressed with how they sounded so i said well let me put them out well i look forward to hearing Facebook. the other two they should be fun so yeah i've been i do yeah. that too yeah you're a man of uh, many skills that's for sure i'm well, just crazed so, yeah now um uh, when i watch the news which mm -hmm. you know i i watch it more now that i got out of yeah. Out of the beauty sports, you know, I have more right. time to 10 o'clock. I can sit there and watch the news for cool. for a few minutes or the whole thing, you know, and I I, I like it uh, a lot. I, I, I want to meet Donna Kelly. She seems like an awesome She's person. awesome. Donna Kelly's yeah. a superstar. I really, I really like She's Donna. She's my buddy. But, you know, you see a lot of the reporters look like they're 12. Oh, yeah. And then I watch you and you're like <laughs> my my vintage. Yeah, You know, yeah. we're similar vintage. But we're and, a good vintage. And it makes me think, though, uh, like Jay Cohn, is he still... Over in Billings? Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Jay Cohn was beloved, you know, and yep. he, he started out here. He was beloved. You see some of these guys who have been in it for a while, like Donna, yeah. you know, Donna Kelly and reporters who, who, who stay past, you know, because you're not – a lot of times, you know, it's like uh, – it's the stepping stone. You yeah, know? You right, know, like, yeah. Well, like the Lisa, young reporters like get Lisa here. Like Lisa Gangle was right. where, she had this office right next door here, and she was on Sports Center. Right, You know, yeah. so they're going up there. But it seems like uh, – I imagine you, you're probably well liked all around the whole state because you go the whole news network. They're really the sweet. State. Yeah, people yeah. are really nice. And it, it seems like uh, yeah, you're just you're a character that people are gonna yeah, you're just gonna know. It's not just in Butte. So I they knew and and I've been they've been calling me the my bosses the the, the, the scripts that took us over. They really like the response they've got from viewers yeah. who've referred to me as Mr. Butte. Mr. Butte. I've been getting that being called Mr. Butte, which is, that is awesome. Yeah. I love that nickname. I love that moniker. It so, can't get any better than that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's all I'd, I'd want to be. Yeah, of yeah. course. I, I'm Butte. I'm telling yeah. the Butte story. And 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 when they see me and they think, okay, he's you're going to get Butte news from this guy. Yeah. And if it's the most interesting part of the thing, good. 
I want it. I want everybody yeah. in MTN to want to be like yeah. be interested in Butte. I tune in. I always try to make sure I tune in right at ten. Right. Just so I can see your introduction. See if mm. John's got a piece today. You know, just the the beginning right. the intro teaser. Yeah. The teaser. And I, that's why I look forward to that. Good. Because uh, and that's why I said the best compliment I could give you is what people see mm. on the news is they think they know you from watching the news that's, and they really do. That's but, what, well, thank you. Because that's who you are. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to come across as genuine. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, you're going to have to come on it. We've been over an hour here. Wow. And I, uh, I got to have you back uh, again. We'll talk when more. You get, when you get an album out or uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe when the bears and lions play or yeah. something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Toilet bowl matchup. That will be, it will be wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on, John. Well, thank you, Bill. I, hey, I love it. You know, you've been a great friend of me for so many years, welcoming, and I. this is a pleasure. It's fun to reminisce. <laughs> yeah, this is a blast, this we, podcast. This is great. I'm glad you're doing You're enjoying this, aren't you? Oh, I, I, if I won the lottery tonight, I'd keep doing this. I wow. It's fun. It's good. I yeah. Hey, podcast, it's, it's great. It's like TV for ugly people. So <laughs> it's just, no. <laughs> You're a handsome man. I have a face for radio, you but I have not. a I have a voice for the newspaper. You do you do fantastic. No, you do great, and yeah. and I think uh, no, this is fun. This yeah. is great, and I'm enjoying this. I yeah. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> well, I told you we talk about you. That's me. Okay, so, I right, never so, thought I was that interesting. So, so when that album comes out, I'm coming back down. Come down and we'll do it. I'll, I'll make a record and and the, and a new book about Montana. I'm gonna write a novel about Montana. All right. And one of these days, I want to be involved in one of your skits that you guys. Yes, do. I love it. Yeah. I'm in. Let's do I'm this. A, I, I, I think my acting level is slightly better than Sheriff Lester's. But yeah, it's not that great. So you you're gonna be better. Yeah, if Sheriff Lester can be on TV. <laughs> you can be on TV. That guy. Oh my gosh, talk about a ham. Uh, Puts a, he needs some eggs with that ham. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Butte's, Butte's happening, man. Well, yeah. yeah, let's get out of here. Are you kidding me? I, we could keep talking. Yeah. All right, John. I can't wait. Let's do it again, buddy. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you.